Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome, everybody. It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. It means it's not Monday, A, but most importantly, B, it's a new episode of Glamour's Hey, It's Okay. We are so excited to be here with you. I didn't get to do it last week. I didn't get to do Elizabeth Hurley on the podcast, but we've got someone even better this week in the form of the fabulous author, Marion Keys. Hello. Hello, Joe. And we're, joining me today, as always, is uh, one of my favourite uh, glamour staffers, but I can't really name my absolute favourite. But you're definitely... <coughs> I'm here, so just say it's me. Definitely yeah. top 13. If I stand um, on your foot really hard, yeah. <laughs> become me. Uh, we have our fashion and beauty retail executive editor. It's Claudia Mahoney. Hello, hello. You've got such a long title. How important are you? I'm, well, very. I am the you grand sound fr- it. I'm the grand fromage. Yeah, you, you do the important stuff as far as I'm well, concerned. Well, then why am I, yeah. what am I sweating here for? Why don't I just leave it to you? <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> I've got this. So anyway, it's really not about you today, Claude. It's all about Marion. She's flown over from Ireland just to be here with Especially. us. Especially. That's yes. right, isn't it? Yes. I'm not yes, making I that up. I flew the plane myself. Yes. Yeah. Are mm-hmm. you? Um, is the cupboard everything you've dreamed and heard about so far? It is. I mean, the whole Glamour offices are just magnificent. Your fabulous corner office with those lovely goodie bags. Yes. I, like I will it. say no more. It's good. I've even shown you the bathrooms, and they're they're really exciting. They were lovely. Yes, say, very she's saying all this without laughing or cracking a smile or with a straight face. <laughs> oh, no, it's like I, I mean, gla- glamour is an ironic term. No, no, yeah. it's not. No, no, you've obviously worked here for too long. It's fabulous. Oh, what kind of a hole do you work in? I, I work in my spare bedroom. Right. Yeah, which is very small to start with, and I have a mini desk because I'm so short. So literally, I had to have a special miniature short person's desk made with a matching chair. It is mortifying. It's like something you'd find in a seven-year-old's uh, school class. It's sounding quite Sylvanian family. Yeah, a bit hobbity. Yeah. Yes, it is. It actually is. That's so... I bet you hate being called cute, don't you? I, it happens very rarely. No, Short and wide is normally what I'm called. So Wide? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, 
sorry, square, big, small, petite. Yeah, you are you why? are vertically challenged, as they used to yes, say in the nineties. Yes, yes. Well, how tall are you? I am just under five foot. And are you? I know a lot of um, sort of like shorter people who are a bit weird about that. But I, when I was a kid, and I was the sort of like the tall, gangly one, my best friend was really, really like for her age abnormally short and cute and oh god I used to get so jealous because people oh. would like to talk to her like she was a puppy and I used to think that was great oh no, my god you're so cute and she used to get away with things because she was the short cute one no it, I mean what I suffer from more than anything is invisibility mm. um, and it happened to me last night again uh, I was in a well known bookstore and uh, I needed to buy a book urgently um, as it happens from time to time and there was a, one man at the desk talking to another young man a customer and they were being super geeky they were talking about you know fantasy novels and he saw I was there and he basically ignored me until I started nodding along and agreeing with what both of them were saying (laughs) and I mean I could really understand you know the urge to just to screech, you know, it's all fine and well, I'll get it on Kindle. Um, but I thought, no, I am going to break him, I am going to stick it out. And eventually the customer apologised to me, but not the man, uh, the, the the salesperson. And um, no, so I suffer from invisibility. It's like, you know, she's, she's not really tall enough to be a real person, so I won't bother giving her kind of courtesy or, or manners. So yeah, I get that a lot. Where Do they a, a know tall who you person, are? Clearly they didn't. You are like yeah. best-selling author of you know well of I, all the world. Of Christendom. Yeah. well I'm not and and I also think I mean it might be an Irish thing but you do not you cannot go around acting like that because you would be um, stripped of your Irish citizenship like you know Bono can go to Tesco's and be buying milk and nobody would approach him because it, it would be a kind of an undemocratic way to live um, no so nobody ever gets above themselves in Ireland. We just get back to there's no way, there is no actual way that Bono has been to Tesco and bought a pint of milk in about It's probably been a long, years. long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say he's lactose intolerant or at least he's he says got, he is anyway. Well, unless they've, they've, I always imagine there's a whole super separate secret celebrity world where what, supermarkets yes. yeah there yes. is a, there is a tesco that's just for celebrities and it's got food that we've never heard of and yes. we're not allowed to know about until no it, no because yeah. yeah it would it would ruin everything yeah you're probably right i think i probably am why don't we know about it? <laughs> because we're not is there celebrities. A club card for I it? think the yeah. door is in the back of this cupboard somewhere <laughs> to like a, a narnia alternate yes. universe yes. yeah yes but um yeah, I don't know what else to say about that, really. <laughs> Tell us about your book, Marion. It's got a uh, rather aptly called Making It Up As I Go Along, which I kind of feel is probably a better title for the podcast. But if uh, you want it for your book, I will uh, I guess it's out now. Thank you. We well, I mean, we it. can both have it. Yeah. Um, it's normally I write novels. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But this is a collection of journalism and personal pieces. And for a long time, I used to write um, a newsletter every month um, for my website where I would tell, I mean, mostly it was about the various illnesses that had befallen me and my family in the previous 28 days. Oh, that is uh, good stuff. I like that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I do. I am proud to say I come from the sickest family in Ireland. So I have an awful lot of good stuff to share about that. That just, I don't want to interrupt you. That reminds me, have you ever read Take a Break magazine? That's one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, my 
my mother gets it. It's horrific, is it? Like I fell in love with my daughter's yeah. husband. I had a baby in my leggings in, yes. in Tesco. Yes, while uh, watching Jeremy Kyle. But my favourite regular in that was called My Operation. <gasps> <That's> <laughs> wonderful. People would, people would write in and tell. I think hysterectomies. That, be like porn for you, I think, by the sound of it. Yeah, my mother yeah. does get it. And I, yeah, I think she probably gets some of her ideas from it as well. Um, because we did have um, a medical encyclopedia in the family home, which we did all work our way through. We either got them for real or we thought we had the illnesses. But now, yeah, take a break fulfills that role. Well, yeah. maybe working as like the receptionist in my local GP, she takes it upon herself when you ring up for an appointment yes. to ask you what's wrong and really oh. sort of tell you her opinion about whether or not you actually need the appointment, appointment. or not. Yeah, well, I, pro- I do that too. <laughs> and you know on planes where like they say the thing of if there is a doctor on board, can she make herself available? Like I am unclicking my uh, seatbelt and I'm halfway out of my seat before I realise that I'm not actually an actual qualified actual doctor with a degree. Mm. But you know, I am I am a white witch that way. I can heal people. I can I can <laughs> the diagnose. On the oh, I can. Of crystals. I, yes. I'm with you there. I'm such a hypochondriac that yes. I I'm, I'm with you. I know about a lot of illnesses and people come in and say, "Oh, my legs hanging off. Oh, my nose. This. Oh, my eyes twitching." I've usually got a good idea of what yeah. it is. Yes, I'm basically yeah. a doctor. Yes, you are. Yeah. yeah, effectively qualified. My husband accuses yeah. me of thinking that I'm qualified in everything: law, medicine. But he's yeah. right. I mean, I'm right actually. Yeah. Generally, yeah. that's why. Yeah, we don't need those letters after our names. So have Seven you, years of study. Is there lots of medical advice in your book? Is that what you're telling me? Well, there is a lot of stuff about being sick and coming from a, a very ill family. That's part of it. Uh, part of it is about, I suppose, being neurotic and being um, suffering from depression and how I have approached life and managed to to coexist with it. Mm. Um, so there's sort of some genuine wisdom in there. And then there's stuff about makeup. There's stuff about um, exotic places I've been to, like Antarctica. And there are pieces about meeting famous people that I love. Um, so it's, you know, it's pieces that you can dip in and dip out of. And some of them hopefully will make the reader laugh. And some of them might be of some comfort. Well, it's interesting you talk on, um, you touch on the mental health thing and I think that you're an example of something that I'm always trying to explain to people we do a lot of mental health work in the pages of Glamour and online but I think it's perfectly possible to be a very happy and a very sad person in some sort of like complex bubble do you feel that is that something that you've struggled with Yes, I mean, I think most of us are. I mean, most of us will experience, you know, all extremes of emotion throughout our life. Um, And I made the mistake for many, many years of thinking that if I felt afraid or grief stricken or sad or just low, that I was somehow doing something wrong, that I wasn't kind of embracing those emotions as just part of the totality of human experience. I just thought that when I was doing life finally right, I would be happy all the time. Mm. And until I had achieved that kind of grown up perfect state, that there were things that I needed to change or needed to try or, you know, a different way of living or to do meditation or, you know, go back and ask for more antidepressants or whatever. And yes, I do feel at, at this stage, perfectly accepting. Well, actually, no, I'm never delighted when I wake up and feel the fear or the glums or, you know, the the kind of the, the free floating horrors. Um, but I've got better at saying, but it's just all part of the human experience. Mm. So it'd be kind of the, the journey between feeling it and accepting it has got shorter. But I always rebel. I, I don't think anybody willingly embraces pain. 
Um, but it's inevitable for as long as we're alive. And it does also mean now that if something good happens, instead of regarding it as just a sign of things to come, I think this is it. This is this moment is the happy moment. And there might be, you know, 10 unpleasant moments after it. But another one will come. And I'm talking about small stuff like I, I a think smile from my nephew. Or it is the hardest thing for humans to get their head, head around, mm. I think, is just to live in the, the now. moment. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to kind of consciously appreciate anything small and lovely. Um, you know, like the people can't see it now, but you are wearing a beautiful jumper and that makes me happy to well, look at it. Thank you very much. It's making me sweat buckets right now. I'll be honest with you. But yeah. you know, but Do you mind if like I that? take it off? Yeah, sure, walk away. No, but see us, Joe. Or a Percy pig, you know, or a nice cup of Percy coffee. Percy pig is always happy and to make yes. Consequently, it's coincidentally the same colour as my Percy. jumper. Yes. I like That's pink. probably why I love it so much. Yeah, yes. That, uh, wise yeah. Irish poet Ronan Keating said, yeah. life, life is, is a roller coaster. Poster. You've just got to ride it. Yeah. Yes. God, you're so deep. You're so wise. Yeah. Thanks. I just thought yeah. that after Mariner just said yeah. that. Yeah. Very sort of profound. Mm. You've got to get that mm. quote on Instagram right yeah. now. <laughs> like five yes. Uninspirational or whatever that Instagram oh. site is. I know. It's I so love funny. it. Because I can't, funnily enough, having said all that, I can't bear motivational quotes. Oh, they're the and worst. That thing, what is it again? The one about life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. That <laughs> makes me want to go berserk with mm. a hammer. I, it, it drives me insane. I kind of want to see what that would look like, if yeah. I'm honest. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's okay, Mary, and we kind of like dissect and di- and debate, debate <laughs> topics that are sort of like go from extremely important and deep and relevant to us all to completely irrelevant and meaningless. And I think Christmas kind of sits somewhere in the middle of all of that. I mean, hey, it's okay. I don't. I'm very divided on Christmas. Is it okay? to hate Christmas? Is it okay to be a big old Will Ferrell in Elf Cheezo who adores every second of Christmas? I I kind of feel like you're going to have a strong view on this, Marion. I have a very strong view on it. I absolutely abhor Christmas and I completely refuse to have anything to do with it. Well, the baby Jesus what, is no crying presents. No presents. No tree. No no tree. No turkey. No turkey. No My cards. My voice is getting quite tight and yeah, rising No here. decorations. <laughs> no family. Um, I go for a walk with my friend Posh Kate and Posh Malcolm on Christmas Day. and they, they do, hate Christmas? They absolutely hate it. However, they do sometimes cheat and they bring like mini mince pies. Uh, um, that's, that's... Yeah, and turkey sandwiches, which I really get annoyed about. That is ruining the Calvinist yes, vibe right yes. there. And I never send <laughs> cards. And actually, the first year I decided not to send cards, it was really, really hard because the guilt was terrible because cards started arriving in and I nearly cracked several times. And um, But it must be like committing murder like that your first one is the hardest because subsequent <laughs> years it's been no bother to me and the thing is one of the reasons I really really hate it is, is that it's especially hard for women and like more marriages break up like divorce lawyers are like overrun with work on the 1st of January because people crack under the pressure and and it's a lonely time you know for people who mightn't be living the perfect uh, life as they might see it and it's a time of awful financial hardship you know I am so against it I just think it's it's it has it makes no allowances for people who don't have life easy and I want to lead the way by I won't even see my family and they they get so cross with me and I love them a lot I do um but I won't but do you you have any other celebrations in the year that you would 
see all your family and sort of agree to and all uh, get together on. Ah, uh, yeah. But I mean, it doesn't involve a tree in Turkey. Yes, I mean, the thing is, it's probably easier for me because I live close to mm. a lot of them and I see them every Friday. And, and you know, frankly, that's plenty. Um, and, <laughs> oh, I'll say. And I will always I mean, show up. I don't up, know yeah. them, but that's excessive. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, well... It is well. You see, it's wonderful because nobody has any manners in my family. So, like, you can be there isn't enough room for everyone at the table anyway. So, if the conversation is boring you, you can just pick up your dinner and walk out of the room, and then you can go upstairs and lie on the landing because it's the only place in the house where you can get Wi-Fi from next door. But I'll be honest, that sounds like <laughs> Christmas Day at my family's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that yeah. that kind of relaxed approach yeah. works. Yeah, I mean, if there's no pressure on people, that's fine. But the minute people start, yeah, you see, my mother cries and has always cried about the turkey. And it's well, always horrible and we don't eat it. I have the Christmas Day story. It was please, like, because I, well, because I'm from Australia, as a lot of people know, and I, I haven't been home for Christmas for a couple now. I went in 2014 and I'm I'm going to get disowned by my family when I tell this story, just to say, but... Um, there was a huge fight in the family. And I think what happens is what you're saying is I don't see my family often. So my mother has this rictus grin on and wants it to be the most perfect Christmas ever because, you know, she doesn't get to see her granddaughter very often and, and all of those things. I um, It was a very pleasant afternoon. I went to the loo. I went and poured myself another glass of wine. You went to the loo as your sort of top activity on Christmas Day. Well, no, I was just going to tell you that as I, as I left the room, what I'm saying is as I left the room in the perfectly almost idyllic scene, um, you know, it was getting a bit boring, but a bit comfortable silences, as you say. I, you know, I did something mundane that took 90 seconds, maybe, out of my very heavy Christmas schedule. I weed. It's very efficient about it. Went got straight back into pouring the wine. When I walked back into the idyllic room, my sister was, <laughs> she had all her presents with her sort of like bewildered husband sort of like running behind her. And she um, screamed us all to F off and <gasps> rot in hell on Christmas Day. <laughs> and I just, it's kind of my favourite Christmas ever because I just can't believe how sort of like. How would that come about I in mean, 90 seconds? I, I know it's so awful, my poor mum, but it was just like, for, it's just my evil sense of humour. It's like you wanted a perfect Christmas and you got possibly the worst, worst. Christmas yes. that we'd ever had. Yes. <laughs> it was just, it was all fine the next day. It I, was all, I, but, you know, I, yeah. I come from the opposite end mm. of the spectrum yeah. and Celtic, Welsh, big family and I love it and I don't live in Wales anymore so seeing them and seeing all my cousins etc all squashed into the room together is my idea of heaven and we are a bit like the Waltons we don't we're not very loving in that we don't ever tell each other that sort of thing because that would make me come out in slightly hives mm, you know the thought yeah. of it but we are a very affectionate family nonetheless and just the whole sort of being together and the fun of it and the ritual and the eating and the drinking and the games, etc. I just love it. And the first ever Christmas that I ever had to have away with my in-laws, I can remember going upstairs to have a little weep that I wasn't at home and ringing home and they all collected round the phone sort of to sort of shout out Merry Christmas to me. And I, oh God, I'm going to make myself cry thinking about it. Oh, Honestly, yeah. like just being away from them all, it was just so awful. So now I'm in this perpetual thing of my husband wants to do alternate years Yeah, that I have to try and think of an excuse to be back in Wales. And I've had my children, so I can't sort of keep saying, oh, I'm pregnant. I really think I should be with near my mum. And, you know, they're quite small, the babies. It'd be good to be near my mum. I can't, if anyone's got any reasons or excuses to give me, that would be great. But I'm, I'm against the whole kind of 
September Christmas lights on Oxford oh, Street. Yes. The commercial bit of it, I, I'm not down with that at all. But the and I'm with you, Marion. I don't like the pressure that that puts on people. No, and I don't. And I think that you're so obviously so fortunate to. And I, yes, have, I, have I a, and I appreciate that because I'm not sort of saying that. I'd like else to stress, should. I have a lovely family too. Yeah, things just got a bit out of hand that <laughs> of day. But it's you know, I I completely appreciate the sentiment that you know it's we we like to put this gloss and pretend that Christmas is this perfect perfect. day and it's for a lot of people it's not and I think that it's worth remembering that sometimes yeah and I agree with both of you I mean I have been at Christmases where people have lost their head and shrieked and told everyone to f off and but also Claudia I I mean I love my family and I'm very very fond of them and I'm very close to them and I suppose when I didn't live in Dublin Christmas was important because I got to see them. Yes. Even though we would all end up shrieking at each other and yes. um, and hating our presence and crying. Yes. Mm. So I don't know if we've come to any conclusion. I think it's... Everyone o- come for Christmas at mine. It, yes, yeah, that, that sounds, sounds perfect. <laughs> I mean, I think it's okay. Or at my mum's, because then I've got an excuse to go to Wales. Just to make your peace with Christmas and nobody should feel yes, that they should love it or hate you. it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that's going to happen. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Right, Marion Keys, Claudia Mahoney. Now we're going to talk about. Now we've solved Christmas. Yeah, we've nailed that. Totally nailed everyone the way everybody should and think and indeed feel about Christmas. Yeah. This one's going to be easy. We're going to talk about feminism. Yes, fantastic. Dead easy. Tick. Yes. Done. In yes. five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Be fine. So the reason I want to talk to you about feminism, Marion, is because I know that, like me, you love makeup. There's a whole mm. chapter in your lovely new book making it up as I go along, out now, um, where you talk about how you've, you've never looked back from discovering foundation. And yeah. you know, and, and I kind of, I really, um, that really struck a chord with me because my pint of milk face, going out for a pint of milk face, probably takes about 15 minutes. Easily. Me, so, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people would tell us that we're bad feminists for that. So I just want to know what you think of that before I launch in. Okay, well, I mean, I I agree with you about, you know, being told that we're bad feminists for that. I think you and I might be a kind of of a similar generation in that, you know, we... And skin tone. Yes. (laughs) Which makes it... Yeah, it makes it extra important to have the foundation. But I think, you know, after the second wave of feminism, um, we were told 
by them that you were a bad feminist if you made yourself pretty because you were only doing it to be um, you were objectifying yourself for for men but now that you know we've moved on and we're probably at the fourth wave of feminism now the younger women have completely rewritten the rules and I'm so grateful to them for it and I mean now I would call myself an intersectional feminist my 16 year old niece had to explain that to me can you Um, explain it to me I feel like I should know but I'm going to learn right now yeah Yeah, I mean Feminism until the, well, by the end of the second wave was something that really was only, it was college educated white middle class women. Um, And it didn't take any account of classism or um, or racism. Mm. You know, an awful lot of women were, were excluded from the conversation. And so intersectional feminism is where class, gender and race you know the nexus where where the three of them intersect so that it you know intersectional femi- feminism is a much wider um school of thought um so yes I, apparently i am one she's 16 she says i am i i trust her and i mean i do really care about everything that pertains to how women are treated as mm. second class citizens but i also believe that no one has the right to judge me for anything that I do to my appearance. Um, and I don't think other women judge me. Um, no. Uh, definitely not. Actually, I, I think women, other women judge you if you don't wear it sometimes. I think, um, uh, you know, if you sort of look sort of a bit uh, run down and sort of... Blue stocking it. Yes. Yeah. No, There's see, I of, love that as well. I yeah. love people who are confident enough Um to not wear any and um, yeah, I don't have any do. tattoos I mean inkings but I love women well I love anyone who who will take possession of their look and interfere with it in whatever way they want um, I think it's thrilling so I think makeup is kind of way down the list of of the ways we change our appearance and and it's lovely because now we can just well I feel I can buy 12 lip glosses and have them in the bottom of my handbag and not be ashamed yeah I mean, I have respect for the view that, um, you know, things like makeup and, and products are there because it, to to mask invented problems, to, to mask mm. invented things that are wrong, like flaws. Make us feel worse about ourselves yeah, than we already that, do. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I, I understand that, oh, you know, we don't have to cover our spots. We don't have to cover our dark circles. So I, I appreciate that sort of argument against makeup. Yeah, and, and the, the the argument that says you must not look old. Like yes. That's a horrible one. I completely agree. Um, but I, It depends I on your know. intent. Yes, it depends on your intent exactly. when you put it on. Are you putting it on as a mask or are you doing yes. it with a sort of... <laughs> I mean, I'm just doing it as a courtesy to let other people know I'm alive. So I just don't want to frighten the children. You know, it's like they've got enough going on with this clown craze that I keep hearing about. But um, although sometimes I do accidentally Barbara Cartland it if it's been in sort of bad light. But I, I, when I, when we first moved out to the sticks, um, I used to do the nursery run at this little cute little nursery school when the children were really little and. If you ever even wore sort of shorts in the summer or had brushed your hair or had some mascara on, some of the other mothers there would sort of look at you like you were less of a mother because you've taken well, care yeah. of your appearance I think that's really in interesting. some way. I think that's a very British thing that if you've spent any time on your appearance, 
then you're a, a, a trivial person whose yes. mind isn't on, on higher, higher things. things. And I, I don't like They're that. They're not. My mind is yeah. not on higher things. You know, <laughs> I'm okay with that. But I think, you know, you can't have you can't have a job like yours and mine, Claude, where we've just yeah. been to all the shows and yeah. not make an effort. You can't have a job like yours when you're doing appearances. And, yeah. you know, you, you want, it, it is, you Unless know. you're as naturally beautiful as Alicia Keys. Yeah. I making mean, a stand about not wearing makeup. Rightly, yeah. rightly or wrongly, we all present differently to the world if we all feel we look the best we can look yeah yes. and I, I just don't have a problem with that yeah and I don't either mm. and I mean not to conflate the two entirely but like you know a lot of men love football to me it is like 22 men running around a field chasing a ball they spend plenty of money on those tickets you know they they set aside time there's a lot of coverage in newspapers and on the television and they never have to apologise for it yeah. um, and I'm not going to apologise for the things that I love um, and I think that kind of standing up for ourselves and saying no you can't shout us down you can't shut us up we love it and um, and and get used to it What is it about you know sort of like traditionally women's interests and pursuits that mm. everyone has decided are a bit crap what, I mean what is that? Well, it's a way of undermining us. Mm. It's a way of making sure that we don't know what we're worth, that we don't insist that we get paid the same as men for doing the same work. It's that we don't insist that um, every rape case is even gets to a court, um, never mind um, where rapists are convicted. Um, it's where domestic violence is not treated as a, a real concern. It means, and I'm sorry to sound so ranty, um, but it means that they get to hold on to more of the power and the money than women have. And, you know, it's by undermining us right at our core and making us feel that our concerns are less worthy. It makes us feel apologetic about everything. Mm. I have to say, that's probably the sweetest, politest tone of a rant I've ever heard. But I like your ranting, man. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This is a bit of a loaded one for you. If you say no yeah. to this, yes. well, I'll leave the question first. Well, I might have to explain myself. I just think we've been talking like we were just talking about, you know, why are things that women are into considered kind of crap? And I think that that label gets banded around a lot with, I mean, I hate the term chicklet, but it's, yeah. but it's, you know, a lot of actually really fantastic women's literature gets labelled that. But then again, what's wrong with liking a really good solid happy happy ending of a romance novel you know you, you're uh, not you're not entirely romance but you sort of like female pursuit books are yeah. uh, bestsellers yeah. jojo moyes has just had a huge um dominating run in the cinema with her book me without you um we've had jilly cooper is like back top of the books bestsellers list just finished reading it you know but yeah. then uh, there is a little bit of a thing where if you're not reading the corrections are a little life on the tube, then you feel a bit yeah. funny. What What yeah. is that? What do you think about that? Well, I think it is hard to to be, uh, you know, labelled as a, a lightweight. Um, and I will say that, like, in my books, I, I do write about things other than relationships. Um, yeah. And, but I would also say that there are many ways to live a life and that if you feel like reading about heterosexual relationships with happy endings isn't for you, then that's absolutely fine. Um, and I would also I would never like to give the, the message that, 
you know, that a man completes us. I think that's an awful message. I don't think any human being is ever complete. I think you can find, you can be lucky and find a wonderful partner or a comrade um, to, to kind of walk alongside you through life. Um, but that we must never kind of think that a man is the answer to all our problems. Mm. Um, but having said all of those things, um, I, I find it impossible n- not to write happy endings. I mean, people, very well-meaning people have said to me, you know, you could really be taken seriously as a writer if you could just knock off the happy endings. Wow. But, but, <laughs> I, but, but I'm, is, I am constituted. so rude. But it's, I'm unable to, and it's a great weakness. I mean, a, as a writer, I know that it holds me back. But I suppose I find the world tough and painful and sharp-edged a lot of the time. And yeah, it is, you know, a lot of my endings, my characters go through a lot of stuff and they do end up with somebody who is worthy of them and I do feel apologetic about it you really shouldn't I love your books oh, and without wanting to be you. some creepy brown nose honestly I love them and I and I think that a balance of the sort of high low middle yes. ground whatever is a really healthy and good thing in all aspects of life in yes, literature and, as well and, and Jonathan Franzen is always there for us as yeah. well you know <laughs> do you find as an author is there a, a, you know um, peaks and ebbs in when people are really hungry for yes. a happier ending or you yeah. know because I think about yeah. you know the, the world is so bleak at the, at the moment, moment. Yeah. Do you, is that having a surge on I, wanting that escapist I, happy I think sort of so I yeah. do I do I mean the world is very very scary right now and I can't really read hard news at the moment like I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it mm. um, uh, but I can't get down and dirty with it because it just distresses me so much so I am choosing to read happier stuff mm. and and I'm going back to old stuff things that I've read before where I know I can depend on them that they're not going to kind of um, ambush me with something grim right at the end I chose to read the Jilly Cooper Mount book before yes. I got on a flight to New York and I'm not a fan of flying you dirty bitch I know yeah. I, don't. I was so nervous honestly and I was looking at all these other books and thinking Oh, I should read should. that. Yes. And yeah. I suddenly thought, oh, who am I kidding? I just want to be distracted. No, yeah. And I think... But we, can we, I just it, say, I'm so upset about what happened with Rupert Campbell Black in mm. it. You know? well, don't, don't do I won't ruin spoilers. it. I won't ruin mm. it. But honestly, if you still mm. think that he's the hero at the end of this no, no, piece... No, no. Then I, I, honestly, on a plane, always have the wine and always with, read hello in case yes. it crashes. What if you denied yes. yourself and the plane crashes? <laughs> yes. It's my theory. I've always... <laughs> Life's pleasures. Yeah. yeah. The new Absolutely. Graham Norton book is lovely. Oh, I've heard that. I've yeah, seen it on a desk gorgeous. downstairs. To be we made. love Graham Norton. Oh, it's a beautiful book. It's a very, very touching, a sweet book. Mm. Um, and it's it's not, you know, because he is so funny and witty and arch. It's not it's not like that at all. But it's, he's really honest in it, I hear. It's beautiful. So, yeah. He writes about lonely people who mm. live stalled lives and then something happens and everything starts moving again. It's honest to God, gorgeous. It's one of those heart hug mm. books. I love it when he does the agony column in, I think it's The Observer. Oh, so I, I think so he's wise. just so wise. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm going to look forward to that one. I think I could change the perception of... Um, the women's, for a better word, chiclet um, stable with just one directive. No more big shoes on the cover yes. of women's books. Yes. What is the deal with the big stiletto on the cover of mm. so many? I don't know if mm. I'm just making that up. I feel yeah. like when I'm looking in train stations and there's a new book come out and it's, you know, clearly aimed at women, women it's, it's a pink shoe. Somebody yeah. in, the art, in the art department goes, I know, let's stick yeah. a, a stiletto on that. That's and I, I mean, I know it's hard happy. to sell books and you want to, communicate with your audience quickly but there's got to be another way I'll tell them Joe please do Marion tomorrow I'll go in and I'll tell all of publishing no I will it's a good point <laughs> I knew I had a purpose in life <laughs> yes. and this, this is it this whole moment has led to this you can retire <laughs> 
Well, that's all we've got time for today, which is absolutely devastating. It is. Wanna, it's gone so it is, quickly. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much, Claudia Mahoney, for thank being you, my Joe. able partner in crime. Thank but you. Thank you so much, Marion Keys, for and being here today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. And come back to the cupboard anytime. Oh, really? And please all rush out and buy Marion's new book, Making It Up As I Go Along. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.